Wrestle Royale with Rant and Rave Wrestling. Every week we compare Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW to decide what the best show was so you don't have to. We'll do the scoring. All you have to do is sit back and relax while we crown this week's Capital R Champion. I'm your host, Roy Rowe, joined by the Velveeta Dream, Blake Short. You couldn't even get the job done with a lead pipe and your stupid kid helping out. And the father of my children, Greg Ovison. Yes. <laughs> How do you respond to that? I'm just going to give you guys whatever whatever <laughs> prefix I want to. I right want now. the one you just gave me weekly. The Velveeta Dream? Yes. Uh, so what have you guys been up to this week? Roy, you want to start this week? I feel like Greg and I always start. No, I like when you guys start. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go first. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, I got to spend some time with family, as small as that is. And that was enjoyable and a good time. Other than that, it was a pretty normal work week. You guys for get me. some turkey? Yeah, no ham this year. It was a little depressing. I'm, I'm a huge fan I'm of ham. I'm perfectly fine without having ham. I fucking hate it. Really? Really? So I look forward to ham and ham glaze. Um, we normally do it every day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time tonight, it's Grant versus Ray! <laughs> well played. Um, but it was it was still good, and we're going to do ham for Christmas, so I can't complain. All right, Greg, what do you got? Get some, you get some gobble-gobble in yet? You got, you got some gobble-gobble in. Uh, ate a bunch of cranberry sauce and sweet potatoes there this year. Okay. Whew. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> do you not... Wait, which one do you not like? Cranberry. Ooh, oh, man. Yeah. Which is so weird. Good. Give me vodka and a vodka and cranberry. I also tried for the first time a spicy pumpkin pie. It was actually was that? really good. Is it just like it's a lot of cinnamon? And so, uh, Kim's uncle made it, and basically he, the way he describes it is... I just pour in all the spices until I think it smells spicy enough. Okay. Uh, and then he added a little bit of cayenne and the end of that. So it's got the normal pumpkin spice, uh, the spices for a pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. just extra of those. All right, so while we're on that topic, sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin, but I, I, I enjoy both. Pumpkin. I do enjoy both, okay. but pumpkin. We're on the same page. Whipped cream or Cool Whip? Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Good choice. Good choice, guys. Yeah, there was a reason that I hang out with you and do a podcast with you. Uh, I don't think I did shit over the last week. Um, I was working on Thanksgiving Ooh. in an attempt to try and use it as leverage to have Christmas off. Hopefully um, understood. Actually, not even to have leverage. I'm just straight up not coming in on Christmas, even if, I'm, even if I'm supposed to. You leveraged it in your own mind. Yeah. You heard um, it here first, folks. We need y'all to subscribe and spread the word. Roy needs this job. <laughs> uh, did some Christmas decorating. I know that may trigger some people because I was decorating pretty early. Although, but Blake, I know Not you. Me. You've been trying yeah, to decorate. Yeah, this I weekend, put mine up, finally. I put it up before Thanksgiving. Like I think it was Monday night. I put. There the you stuff go, buddy. I do yeah. normally try and make it a point to wait until after Thanksgiving. Uh, but my sister comes over every couple of weekends, and the timing worked out to where the week of Thanksgiving, the weekend before she was here. And that's something we typically do together, so we did that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, my family's been kind of accustomed to like Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of mesh together anyway, so it's always been a... A lot of people like, decorate Thanksgiving night. I yeah. always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. If like, if I ever had a... Dinner. I'm too tired after all that. Yeah. yeah. If I ever actually had a family that loved me, or a family at all, I think oh, that would be wow. cool to do. Wow. That's sad. All right, so I'm going to get us started tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm first up on the rotation. I'm, my first rant this week uh, is very unfortunate because I wouldn't have noticed it if you guys hadn't told me to. 
So my number one rant is going to go to the AEW commentary. After we talked about it, I listened a lot more. And I hate putting I hate putting this as a rant because ever since we started doing the podcast, I feel like I'm a lot more forgiving of things because I don't want to I don't want to criticize people over the smallest things. But the commentary was not good. It really feels like it really so Greg, you I know you watch Rick and Morning. Mm-hmm. And you the episodes they do where it's like the uh, the intergalactic space television where everything's kind of like ad-libbed and they're just kind of like saying stuff that matches on screen. That's what I felt like the commentary was for me this week. But worse. I, I, if, you, <laughs> if you try not to take it too seriously, it was actually pretty funny a lot of the times. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a hard time. Whoever the guy that they brought in was because of, of Tony not being there or whatever. and Oh, during that segment? No, he or, was he was there the whole night. And then he stopped talking halfway through the night. But every time they showed, like, if you saw commentary, he was still with them. Um, but, like, they kept saying he was brought in by some website or something. It, it, it was weird. But he didn't... He was very uncomfortable up there. So, at one point, um, when they were doing the rankings, I believe it was JR was reading the ranks, and he was like... He was one person behind the whole time, and he's trying to catch up and explain, like, where he's at versus where the graphic is at. And how about Excalibur saying every woman is a women's? What what was what did they say? There was one that really triggered me, and I, I didn't write it down. So naturally, I forgot five minutes later. <laughs> but he said somebody said, and it doesn't stand for the Better Business Bureau. It was the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. That's what it was. Yes. Which we'll get to later. I was like, what the hell is that? Um. So yeah, unfortunately, I listened to the commentary this week, and in doing such, I realized how much I actually blocked it out. Across all of the shows. Um, and yeah, I did not have a fun time, so I don't appreciate you guys putting that out to Who me. was the biggest culprit? Was it JR or Excalibur? It was probably JR. I think it's JR, yeah. And I've noticed, so J, and I still love JR, and I still, even, even with the acknowledgement that he's not doing great, I think I would still keep him on. It's just me. I think he's great for those emotional calls. But for the play-by-play, he's not doing great. He's struggling. So my number one rant is actually going to go to AEW as well. And I don't know if we've ever had this horrible of a start for AEW. But it's going to go to Cody Rhodes beat Matt Nitz. That was my second one. There isn't much for us to say on this other than why the hell does Cody Rhodes need a squash match here? I wanted to see Cody Rhodes. It was for the finish. Yeah, but we could have gave him a match against somebody and him got a win. He just had a title match, and it it was rough to see this for Cody because I feel like he's in a weird place right now where he's kind of he's not really featured, but he kind of still wants to be a part of yeah. what what he's got going on here. But this was definitely the wrong way to go about it for Cody. I want to see Cody in regular matches, um, not against essentially jobbers I, and I've never seen Matt Nix so maybe there's more to it AEW we're still not on the same level as WWE where we know absolutely who's a jobber and who isn't but it definitely felt like a jobber to me right to you guys that seemed yeah. like a jobber to you it was clear who the winner was going to be yeah and I, and I think AEW is even if they are a jobber they're playing it off as if it's their debut in AEW which is cool sometimes I, which yeah but I feel like Instead of them acknowledging it's a job or that's what they're doing, and it's like, okay, we can see through that for the most part. Yeah, I just wanted to see Cody in a regular yeah. match. That was that was yeah. really my biggest thing. It doesn't make sense that. to go from such high-profile matches 
to doing a squash. I feel like it cools you off so much. And we had this conversation with John Moxley, and you were able to change my mind on it, Blake, and help me look at it a different way. And I had that in mind when watching that, and I was, there's, there was no valid reason for it for me. And it also, it kind of makes me look at Cody in a way that he's trying very hard not for me to look at him because he's, uh, you know, he's the authority figure, and he's like, I'm not going to abuse that power. But then you book yourself in, a, in an easy win. Yeah. Does it make sense? The Moxley, I felt like there could be a value that you see there. For this, there's no value that I got out of this or could get from it other than what's set up later, which I know someone will talk about, and I won't talk about it. But there there could have been a better way for them to get that other than him facing Matt Nix. Right. I actually had a hard time getting a full list of rants this week. Did you guys have that problem? Um, yes. Yeah, I have a lot more raves than rants this week. Yeah, I have a ton of, I have a ton of raves, and it's... um. I think that's due to not giving stupid rants necessarily just yeah, for the because there's sake so of many things rant. that are just kind of like neutral, right? Where right. you're not you're not upset about it, you're not happy about it. It's there. It was fine. It was somewhere right in the middle. And this and this one being number one, I think this is a testament to how much we enjoy Cody Rhodes. And you said that was your number two. Yeah, Cody and, Cody Rhodes being in a squash match is not a big problem to have. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, it just comes down to. It really bothered you in that sort of way because of how much you value Cody Rose, how much you enjoy Cody Rose, and what you want to see out of him, and that just was not it. So I think for the first time, uh, this is definitely for the first time, all three of us are going to have our first round of rants go to AEW. Holy shit, AEW might not win this week. Yeah, so and now this could be like Roy and I just discussed, where to you guys it may have just been something that's happened, but to me it's a bigger picture. We've talked about the last couple of weeks with the refs and. The counting and what's going on with that. What about the women's tag match with the non-tag finish? So, B Priestley is the one getting pinned. And she kicks out. But then, she, there was no tag ever made. She rolls out of the ring. And I, I don't know I don't know her name. You can and help me Sakura. out. Uh, yes, yeah, Sakura. Because I keep want to say Shido. But I know they're two different people. But Sakura gets in and gets the, the pin. But there was no tag whatsoever. So what what is up with the officiating? That's what's kind of getting to me lately. So stuff like, stuff like that doesn't bother me at all uh, because the referees are humans and humans make mistakes. It's more so it's been three weeks in a row for me type of deal. If they if it's acknowledged, I have no problem with it. But if we try and pretend like it didn't happen, right. that's where I start to have an issue. But if they say, like, oh, the damn ref is blind, something and like that, you know what I mean? was said. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right, so over to Rave. Sorry, I, I'm not used to having, good. The, having the first round. I was kind of looking at you guys, waiting to see what was going to happen next. Uh, my catchphrase as of late is, there is a time and there is a place. And I feel like I have to start by saying that because this thing has been a rant for a long time and just recently became a rave. Uh, my number one rave for this week is going to go to the Firefly Funhouse. There, I was waiting for him to say roll up and I was getting pissed. <laughs> there's a there's a lot to dissect from this one. Um the fiends popping up with his championship. You guys think that's something that he's gonna carry to the ring with him, or was that just for that little segment? I think so he had said that he was going to introduce a new like like a new toy and a new face or something like that. And I think that was the new toy or whatever he 
you know. I don't remember the toy part. I remember him it was two things that he was saying that he was going. He was going to give us a new face. I remember the face part. I thought he said, he or maybe he just let into he it. He did yeah. mention at one point that there was a new toy or okay. something. Like yeah. That. So I think I, if the fiend comes to the ring with that, fuck yes. So what I'm thinking, looking at looking at some of the screenshots, I think it's uh, it looks like it might just be a case for the belt. Okay. Which is fine. I think the fiend will carry it in that case. Um, the muscle man dance. Is that not one of the greatest things oh my God. that's ever happened in wrestling? I I knew I knew you going first. There was no way <laughs> that I was gonna get this. But it was so funny. That's <laughs> just yo yo. And he's got the big chain on Absolutely he's got the, co- the colorful man. attire and he just like it's it looks like an eighties rap video. And he said he said something like my censored, censored, censored. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, okay. This is this is the type of humor that I think all three of us really get into, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and you're you're laughing with it and kind of laughing at it too mm-hmm. because it's it's a parody of some sorts in a lot of ways, but just it was so well done, and this is this is what we enjoyed out of Firefly Funhouse from the beginning. We got a little bit of this. I enjoyed. I think Roy did too. The Muscle Man dance originally, the yeah. first one. This was fantastic. Yeah, and um. Who, what what did he say that the first Thanksgiving was with? It was the reptilians and the between the reptilians and the muscle men. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so obviously he's he is the fiend remembers the stuff that Daniel Bryan did, uh, which is a great bit of continuity. And his constant obsession with letting the reptilians in. Do you, is he referencing Randy Orton in this? Do you think? No, so the reptilian thing is actually like a an actual history religion type deal where there's actually people that think that humans are actual reptilians. Okay. So there's there's a whole thing about that that you'd have to kind of go back and read about. Um, I can fill you in later because I actually know a lot about it, unfortunately. But <laughs> okay. It's a it's an actual thing. All right. Uh, so yeah, to me, <laughs> I, and maybe maybe there's some crossover. I don't know, but it, I kept thinking about Randy Orton when he's talking about it. Obviously. The uh, the Viper, and he's talking about letting him in and stuff like that. And about, I'm thinking about when Randy Orton screwed him over before. Um, this was this was a huge boost into the Bray Wyatt character for me, who is, I don't want to say is stale, but certainly is trending downwards um, a little bit. And it's somebody that I don't want that to happen with. And it's because they keep copying and pasting every week what they're doing with him. But this, even though we've done the Muscle Man thing before, it just it took a turn that I didn't expect, and it kind of got back a little bit more to the roots of what was trending him upwards, and I just adored it. My number one rave is going to go to AEW, so I'm going to give him a point back, and it's going to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho and this whole, every week, I feel like I talk about Chris Jericho and how much fun I'm having with each segment that he provides. But this is, this is hilarious. They come out, Pat. We're just going to call him Pat from now on, by the way. <laughs> Pat comes out with this gift basket. He gives him a little bit of the 40. <laughs> I, he gives him all these gifts. We get the huge pop-up with Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho hugging each other and smiling. I thought that was amazing. Then Jericho gives a... Gives a little coupon code under the seats. And he goes, oh that's my God. 50 cents off. That 50 comes right off. out of my pocket. 
The Le Celebration was phenomenal, and I had so much fun. Uh, to me, this was what they, what WWE wished the Best Friend Celebration was. No, the Best Friend Celebration was great. I'm not saying it wasn't great, but this this topped it to me. This took it over what that was. I refuse to compare the two. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's hard to compare them, but I I, I thought that uh, the Festival of Friendship would be right on the same level. I loved it so much. Jericho was hilarious in that. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I wasn't anticipating the, the Kevin turn on that night. And the way that it was done was great. What um, about his dad under a box? Yes. His dad that, under a box. I think that was one of my favorite parts. How about Chris Jericho? Uh, Jericho was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yep. Did anyone catch uh, uh, Jake in the back where he kept like posing with the, the cardboard cut out of Sammy and Jericho? Like, <laughs> no. He kept like posing with it. He was like cracking himself up. All right, what about the fact that they are actually selling a little bit of the bubbly? Amazing. A little bit of the bubbly.com. Those type of marketing opportunities are, I love it. I love it so much. When they'll take kind of an inside joke and actually sell it. Uh, what, Like the New Day socks and mm-hmm. even the New Day cereal, the bootios, stuff like that is, I love it so much. Um, and I love the fact that they actually started selling a little bit of the bubbly. All right, so mine's going to go to SmackDown, and it's going to kind of go along the lines of Roy's, and it's going to be The Fiend himself. We finally got an ending that didn't seem the exact same as The Fiend coming out and attacking before. So it was a little bit fresh, like you said, something that was getting stale. It was a different twist. The fact that, okay, how many times have we seen somebody get drugged under the ring? Undertaker, Kane, whatever. So The Fiend comes out, and I'm like, great. It's just another one of those cases. Do I think that they did it because of AEW this week? Probably. But he comes up and he drags him down and he's struggling and you're like, what the hell is he doing? He kept saying a new face. Like, is he going to hold up something with Daniel Bryan's face? Like, what are they stretching for here? And then he just starts putting clumps of hair on the mat. So it's like, what What are you, are you ripping out his actual hair? Is this his beard? Is it all of it? Is that the new face? Daniel Bryan is now going to be completely bald and whatever the case. But the fact that it was something different, that he went to that point to where he's like ripping this man's hair out of his own head. I thought was was gave gave the fiend a better I guess I guess something what we would see the fiend actually doing other than just showing up and shoving his hand in someone's mouth. Yeah, I what and for you, what do you think is going to come out of this? Because I think one of the things I liked about it 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 bred a lot of curiosity. So going into the next week. my my. My speculation on this is going to be, and I and I hope that if they do this, it's, it comes out better than the Wyatt family, but I think that they're slowly going to start building a faction onto The Fiend. To where he says The Fiend changes you. You get your ass demolished by The Fiend, and you have no choice but to follow him. So you've let him in. You're, you're with him now. So I think that th- that's something that they're trying to build towards. Having Daniel Bryan being one of them, holy shit. Were you disappointed at all that it wasn't Liv Morgan? Oh, absolutely, of course. <laughs> I don't think <clears throat> I don't think the conclusion is that Daniel Bryan is with Bray, though. I'm not really sure, and that's that's why I wanted to ask. You know, it, it the one thing that I liked about it, like I said, was the curiosity is there. It wasn't right. what we've seen where he just does that attack. And even in this one, Daniel Bryan got some offense, which we had been asking for anyway. To, to lead into the attack. It wasn't as simple as the last few attacks. It seems like whatever you are prior to encountering Bray Wyatt, something in you changes. And the last two that they're 
referencing our Seth and Baylor and their attitude change. And so I wonder if also the the joke here, for lack of a better word, was that he is actually being pretty literal. Because going into it, even though people are cheering him, uh, technically Daniel Bryan would be considered a heel. And the change, so to speak, with Bray Wyatt is literally giving us a new face. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? He also had said earlier in the night that he he had removed everyone's mask. And that was something that I caught on to, too. So basically, I'm removing your mask. Um, so I'm definitely into it. I'm excited for another match between them and to see what happens week to week. I don't care for the Miz element of it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He, he's popping his head into it. And I'm wondering if he's going to be involved at some point. How great would it be if The Miz was with The Fiend? That, either way, I'd take it. <laughs> either way. Alright. Um, back over to rant. I'm going to go with the fact that no seconds are allowed at ringside. And then the match is disrupted by seconds anyway. Um, I just don't like... I don't like when you when you say something like that and then it... It ends up being a screwy finish anyway. If you're going to say no seconds allowed, then, I don't know, lock these people in a fucking room somewhere. Make sure that there's actually no seconds allowed. Have some security at the Titan Have something. But I just, I don't like when the whole thing is we're not allowing a screwy finish, but that's actually just a setup for a screwy finish. So that wasn't fun for me. My next one is going to go to Raw as well. And it's going to be Rey Mysterio beating AJ Styles for the United States Championship. So, with Mysterio, unfortunately, we were I was starting to get behind him. I was starting to enjoy him a little bit more. I had a lot of fun with the Brock Lesnar feud. This killed everything that they were doing for him, to me, because he takes the title away from AJ Styles. And not to say that AJ needs a mid-car title, but the fact that it just went to somebody else who doesn't really need a mid-card title, that's the biggest disappointment of it all. I don't need to see Rey Mysterio with a title, especially the U.S. title. And I just feel like it's going to be an ongoing feud that I'm not really interested in. Yeah, I'm not into the Rey Mysterio thing either. And we're on the same page where I felt like I was actually enjoying him a little bit more. And then right away I remembered why, why I don't. And that's not going to be a, a popular opinion. I'm sure there's plenty of Rey Mysterio fans out there. And that's fine. Everybody everybody likes who they like. Um, but I do not fucking like Rey Mysterio. And it's disappointing that he was even in this match. Because he's not somebody I mean, who needs to be in this match. He's not somebody that we need to be showcasing. Um, and it just makes the U.S. belt feel like a secondary trinket, right? Because he just went for the Universal Championship, failed. And then said, well, let me just do this one instead. Yep, I completely agree. I feel like that's been a big problem for WWE with the tag team titles as well. It kind of feels secondary to the main titles. And now I'm talking more SmackDown with Kofi. Right. He immediately gets it after losing. And this this feels the same way with the U.S. title where it's like, oh, I couldn't get the Universal title, but now I have the U.S. title. So that bothered me a little bit, especially so fresh coming off of that match literally right after for him to win another belt. Just It didn't feel complete for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up again. I feel like I do that a lot with a, a lot of the rants. Uh, mine's going to go to the commentary during that match. So I was already not interested in this match because I felt like Ray was going to win. But the fact that both the commentators the whole time kept going and saying that 
this is the impossible. Can he get the impossible done? There's no way that he can do this. He just got beat by Brock Lesnar, who's 260-some pounds compared to... And it's like, I didn't need to hear all that, but you kept saying that this is an impossible win. This is an impossible win. There's no way. It's got to be a miracle if he wins. That tells me he's winning. And I can't... I, I'm already not into the match. And when you add that, I'm, it takes me out of the match even more. Yeah, it lets you know who the winner's going to be, and it makes it feel really obnoxious at the same time. Yeah. And it got, yeah, it got very annoying. And they've been doing that sort of writing for the commentary team for a long time. So for three of us who have been watching for such a long time and continuously have heard it, at some point you would like for them to at least mix it up a yeah. little bit. Not everything has to be an underdog story. As soon as commentary gets gets their headset on and they tell me that a wrestler is beaten up from the night before, they tell me that he's upset because he just had a breakup, they tell me that he was shot three times, then I know, okay, this person's winning. Exactly. Because he's going to overcome the odds. 100%. I feel the same way. Um, for my second rave, I'm going to go with the John Moxley, Chris Jericho stare down. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm probably not as big of a fan of John Moxley as some others. Uh, I love the Dean Ambrose character, and I do like John Moxley, but I don't think he would make it onto my top five right now. Despite that, the moment where he, where his music hit and he he walked down the steps in that moment with him and Jericho, felt like a real holy shit moment for me. <clears throat> they were able to. They they built a main event. Uh, that I didn't necessarily... It wasn't clear to me that Moxley was going to be the next challenger. It makes complete sense. But their paths hadn't really intertwined that much. So I, I didn't really expect it. And this this was great for me. This felt like a... Almost like a, a WrestleMania-type build match. And it's great that they're able to build their superstars and present them in a way that we can get to moments like this. Yeah, how did you feel about them doing it in the way they did, which was essentially that Moxley doesn't come all the way down to the ring to attack Jericho. It just ends up being a stare down. Would you have preferred an attack out of this or or just the way they did it exactly? I'm fine with the way it was. I didn't feel like I was missing anything when I watched it. Would, that's how I felt you? too. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I was curious because sometimes we get something like that and we're like, okay, this is stupid. Why wouldn't you just attack them? But this, this felt a little bit more realistic with these two for whatever reason. I can't pinpoint why but it did and also with what you said he had cut a cut a promo earlier tonight basically saying like who's going to be next mm -hmm. so this wasn't the expectation at all right you're you're kind of going back to what Darby Allen did with accepting you're like who's going to be next I was thinking it was going to be somebody like Joey Janela yeah um someone along the, that line because I'm just like all right well we're going to get another match and it'll be cool but he's not going for a title and then that happens and you're like oh okay that's that's the next step I'm completely okay with this and the fact that you end the show with it, I think, helps too. Versus if it was just he stands on the steps and then goes back up them. It's kind of, it leaves it up to your imagination what happened when the camera stopped rolling. Yeah, I like that So it makes well. it easier to buy in. My next rave is going to NXT. It's going to go to the spot where Keith Lee launched Adam Cole. This is NXT's into first... Into the crowd time getting on the scoreboard tonight. There isn't much I need to say here. That was just an amazing spot. It was. And it was one that I had to make sure it got on this the list. The death of Adam Cole. It wasn't something you were expecting. You know, we're mid-match, and then Keith Lee just explodes. The audience was great with it, too. They got, like, real silent for a second. They like, were. What the hell? Yeah. 
I and I just I I enjoyed I enjoyed the spot. Um, I'm going with NXT on my next one as well. Uh, this one's going to go to Champa's mic work. Uh, when he was talking to Undisputed and he's letting Adam Cole basically know that he's coming for the belt and he's going to take the belt and that's Undisputed. But then you have Balor come out and go, "No, you got to come through me because obviously you can get through all of Undisputed. You got to come through me." And he goes, uh, "You may be the prince, but I'm your king." When he said that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I, I already like Champa, but his, I feel like his mic work is very good as well. And this week showed. I'm just happy we didn't have to have Champa do the save. <laughs> Yeah. Every week we yeah. see the call last to yeah. a save. It was refreshing to see him in a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mic work. But is... I mean, it's not much to be said on it. It's just I like the few lines that he had. It was very clever to me with using undisputed and the whole Prince thing. Yeah, his his mic work is is really uh, it's ridiculous. He's he's really good. I actually come down on the opposite side of that one. Interesting. I'm not enjoying uh, his promos lately. They're very much in the style of the company that he's with. Uh, his presentation is not fun. Really? And it comes off a little cringy to me, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> so, for rant, I got Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens not having a finish. Yeah. Don't advertise a big match, a match that I'm interested in, and then give me nothing from it. It drives me insane. Now I've left this being annoyed with both of them. And the, the fucked up part to commentate on the annoyed part, it, it, they, it's not their fault, and that's the part that pisses us off, is we're annoyed with the wrestlers themselves. And that's the problem. Yeah, and and not getting a finish in the main event, this isn't a one-off. And, and you waited till this main event for AOP to make their debut attack in the ring? That part I'm not too bothered by. Why? What is the point behind it? Are they? We don't know yet. We We don't don't know yet. That's the point. I think it's complete bullshit. Tune in next week. It took too long for this to happen. When they're back in a room. (laughs) To explain to you why they did it. That's entirely accurate, actually. No, I'm I'm hoping we get a a new version of J&J Security. Honestly. Okay, see, now that I can get down with. Well, that's definitely more realistic security. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. <laughs> no, we... What more is there to say about this? The non-finishes, you know? Clearly, it bothers us. It's something that we're going to continue to get from WWE. And it's just... They're just shooting themselves in the foot, I feel like. Because you, you're giving me something that I'm really looking forward to, that I'm anticipating. And then, at the end, you're, like, smacking my hand away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no touchy. Yeah. It's like, no, don't... Don't get excited. We're not actually doing anything. And I feel like it's always a Kevin Owens match that this happens. Fuck Kevin Owens. I'm tired of his shit. It's not his fault. It's his fault. It's It's not his fault. It's It's WWE. They gotta stop doing this to him. Well, that was actually my next rant, which I I believe you're one step ahead of me this week, Roy. Well, clearly. Before you. (laughs) Well, also, everyone that you've said is my next one. So. We've had pretty much the same list so far. This one might not be on yours, though. For it, rant? For rant. And it's going for NXT. And it's Shayna Baszler even caring about Zia Lee and coming out and attacking. What was this segment about? What was it for? We know what the buildup is for Shayna. It's for Rhea Ripley. So why did she even come out and acknowledge Zia Lee, who's beaten absolutely nobody? What was the point of this? 
Why why are we watching Zia Lee every week beat up on Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah? Don't uh, we don't we have better talent to focus on right now than not not to say that Zia Lee shouldn't get a focus, but if you're gonna focus on Zia Lee, it should be against better talent. These are essentially these are just jobbers, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. And to have your champion come out and confront Zia Lee, I didn't really understand what the point of all this was. So to play devil's advocate, my read on it uh, would be that Shayna Baszler is feeling a little insecure after her loss at War Games to Ripley. And Shayna Baszler is a bully, even though she's, uh, even though she could do things on her own, she also has a posse because... She's a bully. Mm-hmm. And so she's not going to confront the one that can kick her ass, but she's also feeling insecure right now and angry, and so she picks out an easy target that she's going to go beat up on. So if I had to explain uh, what I believed her intentions were, that's what I think. All right. So that makes sense. I agree with that and that outlook, and that's a good outlook to have for it. And this is where I think there's a lot of missed opportunities with commentary to tell stories. Uh, because commentary, I think, is a really powerful tool to kind of set some of that stuff up and give a little bit more explanation where they can't necessarily in the ring. Well, the other issue I have, too, is we could have done that without her having the match against Vanessa Bourne to begin with. If she would have just done this backstage to Zylee, and we could have saved... You got a little more out of it. Five minutes, I would have got more out of it. It would have made more sense to me. But the fact that I had to watch another Zylee match... Against Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, which obviously they're they're both together, it just kind of felt like I'm like this again, and then it just takes away from what you're trying to get me towards with Shayna. I didn't pick up any of that because by now I'm I'm bored with it. Yeah, that's right. I'm irritated. Uh, this one might actually get a rant versus rave, and mine's going to go to AEW, and it's going to be DDP. And the reason behind this is we've bitched about WWE bringing in these legends. This is a spot where it makes sense to bring in a legend because it's Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Ring, Diamond Dallas Page, whatever. Thanks, Greg. I never got Shut that. the fuck up. <laughs> um, but you have him present the so, ring. Basically because Diamond is in his name. That's why they bring him. Correct. Anyway. the ring And the ring had a diamond. It had like a lot of them. And if you didn't know that it was a $45,000 ring... Last week it was only 43000 This week it was forty five. Well, the value changes. They added cool. more diamonds. Okay. Anyway, so the reason being is... I'm with you. I, I understand that some BS is going to happen here because of who won. But to have DDP be the, make these like snide remarks and be this guy that's like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think you should have won it. All right, hang on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time tonight, it's Rant versus Ray. I don't even know why you let me start talking then. Because I didn't understand what your problem even was. I was like, maybe there's something I missed. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with so, you? Okay, so it's the snide <laughs> remarks. Like, we get that MJF won, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't feel okay giving you this ring, but you did win. And then he goes... Uh, he fucking cheated. Then Warlow gets in his fucking face or whatever his name is, and he goes, "Oh, you want to get your ass kicked all around Chicago by a sixty-three-year-old man?" And then doesn't even make one freaking punch connect, and he act like he's getting held back. He doesn't even act like he wants to go after him or anything. He probably he doesn't. Was, he's a sixty-three-year-old man. Waste of time. Why did he have to be there to present it? You could have gave. You told me why. Because his name is Diamond. Oh my god. Anyway, why that, why was this so good? Is there here? anybody named Ring? Why was it so good to you? There probably is. 
I just I just picture a mascot, a ring mascot coming out now. I don't know that it was necessarily all that good to me, but it, it wasn't a rant. I enjoy DDP. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. His name is Diamond Dallas Page. I said that He's part. given a diamond ring. That makes sense to me. Uh, you said he's the security's pushing back. He's acting like he doesn't want to fight. I'm sure he doesn't. The dude would tear him apart. But at the same time, he's not going to go out there and be like, I'm a little bitch and I'm not going to say anything and run away. You know what I mean? That's not going to be very good for his career and DDP yoga. There was nothing wrong with this. There was a lot wrong with it. You're bitter for no fucking reason. Um, no, there's a reason. You're bitter for no fucking reason. And you both are fucking dumb as shit. And, I'm gonna wow. Right now. Wow. and that's how I feel. Wow. <laughs> no, this is why I'm not going to put on a rant. It's not because it's a rave. Roy wasn't saying it's a rave. I don't think it belongs on rant. And it's but it's getting a rave when you just said it doesn't deserve a rave. Well, it doesn't deserve a rant. <laughs> it doesn't more. deserve a rant. If I, had to, if I had to pick between the two, I would give. I would lean more towards rave. Let and me, here's why. Let me clue the audience in for just a second, too. We had a three-hour meeting the other day to discuss some of the things that are, we want to do with the podcast. And one of the things that we did, one of the changes that we made uh, for rant versus rave is that you don't necessarily have to write it down. If somebody says something you disagree with, you can enter into a rant versus rave. And why did we do that? Because Greg's a jackass. Because wow. he, because he, he. What did he just say to me two seconds ago? Y'all are dumb shits. Go on. And he's upset because he's a jackass. <laughs> no, I'm saying wow because the whole rule was changed. Because he jackass. rants to me that there are too many people in the entrance of the Dark Order. He rants to me about Poppy singing the theme song for the. T- NXT pay-per-view, he rants about the stupidest shit, and so I feel like I have to protect the, the sanctity of the score system from Greg ranting about the stupidest things. How is this a stupid thing to rant about, though? I already told you. No, and you didn't tell me how it wasn't a stupid thing to rant about. You told me how you were okay with it. Blake, tell him why After it's not After both stupid. of you flat out said that this shouldn't get a rave either. So... So I won't put this on the level of some of the other things that you've ranted about, alright? I'll give you that. However, we've seen DDP with Cody. Clearly, he's friends with Cody. This made sense. He's friends with Cody. He comes out and he presents the ring to someone who just attacked Cody, who has a rivalry and with Cody. And he cheated. That's why you're not having what I said with extra words. You're saying because of Cody. I get why he's there. I said that. I'm talking about the what he had to say. That makes sense. He said that because they of were that. stupid. What did you want him to the say? I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to give you this ring, although I don't think you deserve it. Like, who cares? He he gets the ring. Like, So you would have preferred him to be like, congratulations, Here's this ring that you yeah. Here you go, ring. Your Honor. The match was already a waste of time to me. Uh, yes. So why waste more of my fucking time by bringing DDP out? It just made no... Well, anyway, go on. I, I hated it. I fucking hated it. Wow. My next rave. I'm going it. against it. What is it? I don't care. Oh, I my rave Wait a minute. minute. <laughs> you take just the time out. Everything. <laughs> you take the time out right now. <laughs> my next rave is going to go to Rusev. Okay. I'm happy to have Rusev on the rave side. Um, the, the fact that he just kept going at Bob Lashley repeatedly, <laughs> even after being handcuffed, he goes, ah! Oh, he starts screaming. He goes over to the thing. And what is he? What was he saying at the end? I couldn't make it out. He's saying, I'm bad. Yeah. He yeah. said, I'm bad. I'm bad. And he's, 
he's so satisfied with himself. Because even before saying that, he had, like, such a smirk. He was having the time of his life. This, look, this storyline, we have, we've had some things we liked in the beginning. We've had some things we hated in the middle. This some was rants fun. and raves, if some you Some rants like. and raves. This was fun, though. I, I love the way they did this. I was laughing. We, and the whole, a lot of times this gets really played out, right? When someone's arrested. We've seen WWE do that. But they made it fun this time. I don't have any complaints. All right. I had the next rave, and Roy, that was my next one. Once again, I should you not. I'm going to have to show you the list at the end of the show. But my next one is going to go to Dakota Kai and NXT. I am really behind this heel turn. This was one of the my top takeaways from War Games and something that I really enjoyed. And it carried over into this week with her carrying and using Knox's knee brace to attack Anis LeRae. I thought that was a nice touch. I think she's doing a really good job with this character, and I'm definitely behind her right now. She's not that. She's not on my radar yet. Uh, it's not something that I'm super into. It's not something I'm against. It's just there for me right now. So my next one is the Dark Order video package again, <laughs> and this is why. So I watched this one this time and thought to myself, "This guy is me." I was not about the Dark Order whatsoever, okay? So, uh, for those who know, and then Roy said it earlier that, you know, I, I, was not, I was not with the Dark Order. Last week, I enjoyed that video package. I was like, okay, cool. It's one of those, like, occult type of, you know, come join us things. So then they add on to it by being in this dingy basement of a church where they're giving their speech of how life should be and how they'll always have your back. And this guy just shows up who just, obviously, everybody there is down and out on something. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, wow, they're recruiting this guy, and this guy is, <laughs> it's me. It's me in this video. Like, they're recruiting me right now, and I loved every second of this one as well. Again, it had the, it had the subtle touches where they were unmasked. Obviously, you didn't see his old face, but they were unmasked while he was giving the speech. And then, out of nowhere, they're all wearing the mask, and he's just kind of looking around like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I thought, like, those little touches were pretty cool. I, I definitely enjoy everything that the Dark Order is doing so far. Uh, back over to rants, right? Yes, sir. My next rant is Ripley and Shayna face-to-face. -face. All right, and I pause for a second just to make sure nobody disagreed with me. Blake's thinking about it. Mm, you know what? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for the second time BS. tonight, it's Rip versus Rave. All right, Greg, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Um, we've did we've did the stare down. Um, I went back and counted. I went back and watched each episode, and we've actually done this stare down 235 times. That's a legit number, dude. 235 times, Ripley and Shayna have been face-to-face -face and said, I'm going to beat you up. I almost want to drop out of this <laughs> just because of that. Carry on. Um... It's just, you're killing the feud for me, man. You killed it because you did the match immediately. And Ripley lost, right? Is that what happened, or was that, a, was that one of the new finishes? I think that was a non-finish. So, we already did the match, so I already lost a lot of interest. <clears throat> Despite Ripley coming out being one of my favorite moments of the year for Shayna. And they've, they've battled multiple times now. And they keep talking and telling each other that they're going to fight each other. 
and I just need... I, I feel like by the time that we get to the match now, even though I haven't, I feel like I've seen it a dozen times. They're, they're just in each other's face constantly, and I need them to progress in some way. I know that we did the War Games thing, and then we're just back to, I'm looking at you and I'm telling you a thing, I'm going to beat you up, you know? Yeah, you make some good points. I don't want this one to be a rant because I think they're trying to build towards this match finally. And it's something I do want to see. We got a little bit out of, out of war games. Rhea's team wins. I don't. I just. I don't really know what they could have done for you this week to not just other than just give you the title match this week. Yeah, announce see, the title match. See, announcing the title match, I think, is like we know that's coming, right? We all know this is what they're building towards. But I don't want to say that I wanted to see the title match this week. Didn't have to be this week. Just announce it. Don't even put the two together in the ring to have the conversation that we've already had 20 times. Let one of them not be there this week. That's fair. Give me a fucking break. That's fair. I I normally am against especially repetitive things. This one didn't bother me as much this week. And maybe it's because I am really behind Rhea Ripley and what they're doing right now. And I've been a huge fan of Shayna. I've said that many times. So this didn't bother me, and that could be just a bias of me enjoying both these characters, and I'll let Greg come to a decision. So this one, it, honestly, it didn't weigh either way to me when I watched it. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a rant with what Roy said. It is something that is kind of annoying that you have somebody who has either lost to you or, a, like you said, a no finish, and you're going to come out and say you're going to kick your, their ass. But it's like... I get that, obviously, you're going to have another chance, but I never really got behind the, I'm going to kick your ass, but we know you got your ass kicked the last time, type deal. That, the only thing I did take away from this that I liked was Ripley's comment of, I was the only one to beat you this weekend. That that I thought was a cool comment. Other than that, the whole thing was kind of stale to me. Okay. And I actually, I, that specific thing that you said, I didn't like, because she started it by saying, you've beaten such and such, and then we paused for 235 years. So wow, the whole time really I'm, like, just, I'm just sitting there waiting for it to say, but you haven't beaten me! So I think it's official that Roy's favorite number is 235. What's your favorite number, Roy? 12. See? Oh, wow. Way off. So, <laughs> that's what Roy and I are have, have in common. We both like 12. I'm going to give Wait, eight. fuck 12. Fuck 12. Anyway, sorry. Not the police. No, not the... Anyway, it's inside, inside joke. joke. Go ahead, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lose so many listeners who think we were saying, talking about the police, and that was not the case. Sorry, that's an inside joke. Carrying on to AEW, that is going to get my next rant, and it's going to be Lucha Bros losing to the best friends. That's fair. I'm tired of seeing the Lucha Bros lose, guys. I like best friends. I think they're fun. I think they're a good tag team. I think they've got talent, but I think the Lucha Bros are better. And... Each week, I'm starting to just see them lose and lose and lose. And we talked about before how they've continued to get our interest despite losing. I'm starting to lose interest now. It's getting old watching them lose. Okay. Uh, my next one is going to go to Raw. And it's going to be Titus O'Neil versus Bobby Lashley. Again. Okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Well, I lost track of where we are. Oh. Are we ranting or raving? We're ranting. We are ranting. That's what I... Th- no, that's not what I thought. All right, just go on. Well, I'll figure it out. What round are we on? We are, this I is fucked up somewhere. The fourth round of uh, rants. 
Okay, and you're, you're doing the last one right now. Correct. For this round. Correct. Okay. We typically have some trouble right around this time in the show. <laughs> it's because you keep fucking up. How? You're fucking up, Blake. What did I say? So anyway, go, like I said, it's going to go to Lashley and Titus, and the reason behind it is, again, the no finish. What? <laughs> He's upset because he fucked up. <laughs> Quit fucking up! Can I, can I give my rant? Again. Just to be clear, it was Blake... <laughs> That has fucked this whole podcast up. Blake. Greg and Roy have done everything perfectly. Jesus. Blake comes in here, he has you no... You know what, Roy? I'm sorry for calling you a dumb shit. Uh, You're a dumb shit, Blake. Wait, first he called us both dumb shits. He okay. comes in here, he has... He's taken no notes. <laughs> he he's refuses, asking us what happened. He refuses to, hear, to wear headphones so that he can at least hear how the podcast sounds. He comes in late... He doesn't have anything listed when he comes in. He says, hey guys, I think we should list before we come in. Then he sits down and says, oh, but I gotta list my stuff. Okay. It sounds like you haven't showered in weeks. So everything wow. that these two just said is completely <laughs> false. I have a book of notes, headphones on, showered they this can't morning. See you. <laughs> so the truth please, is whatever we tell them it is. <laughs> please continue, Greg. Lashley and Titus, if you watch the show, you know why. Let's just get back on the race. Hey, I didn't watch the show. I know. That's why I said <laughs> if you watched it, you know why. I'm talking to Roy. We've done everything right. Yeah, that's... Come on, man. I don't want to see Bobby Lashley and Titus O'Neil. Well, I'd rather see Titus O'Neil actually fight somebody. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Don't put him in this bullshit fucking storyline. I feel bad for Titus. I feel like so he... So do I. He should he have never made that comment to Vince. He didn't make yes. a comment. He didn't make a him. comment. He touched him. Oh, I thought he said ladies first and opened the door for him, too. He Actually, you know what? And that's I what think, started the I downfall. that is accurate, but I think yeah. I'm touching and pissed him off more well, than the that, comment. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> for Rave, I'm going with Buddy Murphy versus Matt Hardy. What? That's not a Rave for you? Are you challenging me? No, you know why this. I'm saying what? I don't know. What am I missing? Oh, you didn't. You said that you were going to watch the whole right. thing. What? This is your fault now. You know what? I'm scooping closer to Blake. Damn it. <laughs> you know what? After all that shit you guys just talked about, all those false statements, and said I didn't watch the show, and this is the second week in a row that you missed a match. Well, third week. Was fine. Well, the first week. Well, to be fair, you guys told me not to, and then you told me to do it, so I had to take this into my own hands this time, and I fucked up. Wow. This is my fault. You missed another whole match. I'm sorry. With Buddy Murphy. It's the second week in a row. Buddy Murphy. Why do they keep cutting Buddy Murphy out of the Hulu version? Bullshit, Hulu. Get better. I'm going to write to him. And you missed Matt Hardy. I'm going to write to him. You're going to write to him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to write to Hulu. Piece of shit. Hulu, it's a rant for me, dog. (laughs) All right, I was really excited to see Matt Hardy. Um, I'm sure, like most people out there, big Hardy Boy fans, but specifically, I've always been a very big Matt Hardy fan. Way more than Jeff Hardy. Um, But, you know, no surprise there because Jeff Hardy is a useless drug addict. Whoa! Wow! Completely fucking useless. Wow. Fair. I don't. It was weird that he just came back and he was regular Matt Hardy again from the Hardy Boys. No explanation. Uh, without much talk about that, but what what the fuck ever. Um, I was happy to see him, and when he came out, the first thing I said was like, "Oh man, I don't want him to be here just for enhancement matches, though." 
uh, you know, I was already disappointed because I was like, he's getting ready to lose to somebody. And then it was Buddy Murphy, and I was I was a little more okay with it. <laughs> it's like if I had to choose. Yeah, they had a pretty decent match, and Buddy Murphy is probably might be in my definitely in my top five right now. So for him to be the one to get the win, I was okay with that, and he's been getting some good matches, right? Yeah, yeah. The booking has been much better. Unfortunately, I think it's all for Aleister Black to beat him. Yeah, maybe. Which sucks. Hopefully we'll, they'll surprise we'll us. We'll see and, where that goes. And give us a decent feud between these two. Because I'm really looking forward to it. It's okay if Alistair wins too. As long as we get a really good match out of it. Yeah, that's fine. It, we don't want to see him get kicked in two seconds. I also um, don't need to see it eight weeks in a row. We also have 235. That's, that's probably my, my biggest fear. Is that... Between those two, it does seem like they have something for Buddy Murphy, but we'll just get some sort of 50-50 booking between the two, and that's that would be really unfortunate because it wouldn't enhance either wrestler. My next rave is going to go to, and I'm making sure, looking at my list here. Yep, it's going to go to Raw, and it's going to Seth Rollins to start the show. I've wanted a heel turn from Rollins. It's actually surprising this is so far down. It is, it is. There, there were some good things this week that I think pushed it down a little bit, but this was this is what we wanted, right? We wanted a Seth Rollins heel turn. This is the start of it. And I kind of like the casual way they went about it. You know, you're, you're expecting we've gotten this stale Seth. We're like, all right, he's going to start off the show. And he's going to be like, man, you know, we just, we couldn't get it done and give us some sort of babyface promo. And he, he basically... Calls Orton worthless. Says you're the weakest link. Calls out Orton. He calls out Charlotte. He calls out AOP, who at the end of the night ended up helping him out. He's like, where were you guys anyway? And then Rey Mysterio and says the quote that I used to start the show. And <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go. This is what I want out of Seth Rollins. I want a complete heel turn, and this is the start of it. I enjoyed the segment. So my my next one's gonna go over to AEW. Uh, this is gonna be the brawl between uh, the Inner Circle, Dustin Rhodes, and the Young Bucks. I felt like there was a few good spots in here that obviously they were nostalgia spots for some of them. Uh, all three of them hitting the Shattered Dreams together that was pretty cool to me. Um, and then, dude, uh, was it Sammy? Freaking took all three of them kick like it was unnecessary. But I was like, holy shit. I, I enjoyed the, like I said, the brawl itself. I thought it was a pretty well done little attack going on. And the fact that he's going to be in a match with a broken arm, I thought that's pretty cool too. First off, they shouldn't put their hands on the Spanish God. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Second off, I completely agree. It was a good segment. All right, my final rant of the week is going to go to Baron Corbin with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. And Roman Reigns overcoming the odds. I feel like Roman was on a good path. And I felt like Corbin was on a really good path. And we've boiled these characters back down to the things that we absolutely hate the most about them. And I'm very concerned about the direction that we're about to head. One, it's Corbin with goons again. And that was the worst part of Raw for a long time. Infuriatingly bad. Yeah. He was fine by himself. I don't know if he'll continue this relationship with them. And then also, you have Roman Reigns, who we are going back to. Well, it's not enough for him to beat up one guy. 
We need him to beat up multiple people per night. And I just, I hate that we've regressed back to that version of those two people. So I got a question for you. Did you notice just how long the segment in this match went? 45 minutes. And I'm glad you brought that up because after this was over with, I looked at, like I had paused it to go get a drink. And I noticed that there was only like an hour and like 12 minutes left by the time the segment was done. I was like, are you kidding me? They just wasted almost an hour of my time on this? 45 minutes of just all that just for us to get a Roman win overcoming the odds, something we've seen many times. We don't need Roman to overcome the odds. I think the booking for Roman has been good lately. We've we've enjoyed Roman, right? Let's not go back to what made us dislike Roman. He doesn't need it. And as far as what you said about the goons... He couldn't pick two worse goons. <laughs> Former tag team champions, though. Yeah, of course. Everyone's been a tag team champion That's true. at this point. All right, what do you got, Blake? Final rant? Final rant? What a what a rough week for AEW. Uh-oh. It's going to AEW and the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. Rant versus Rave. Ladies and gentlemen, the third? Yep, third. Third time tonight, it's Rit versus... Rave! Alright, so... What the hell is this? Rave vs. Rave! Okay. What the hell was that? <laughs> it's a little jingle for when we do Rave vs. Rave now. This is this is what I got to watch the Cody Rhodes match for to build up for this. What is this? I don't, I don't know who these people are. I thought this whole thing was awkward. Even commentary didn't help and made it even more awkward. And then the bunny with Catwoman? Was that Catwoman? It was the it bunny. It was a fucking bunny. It's a what? bunny. Well, like Catwoman. There's a fucking bunny. like a bunny. bunny. What? like a bunny to me. It's the like bunny a cat. What like kind Catwoman. of question is that? It looked like Catwoman. How? It was a bunny. In the black? In the full black suit? Okay. And the bunny face. It was a bunny. Clearly no. bunny ears. I, I, I didn't enjoy this at all. I don't I don't know these two, so maybe that's why. And that, that could be at my fault. And that's why it gets a rave. I don't know these two either. But why do we need a video package to build up a, a team coming in or a wrestler coming in? Why can't we just have a random attack? Why can't we just have people randomly show up? The business is, or the, the uh, AEW is fresh enough to where you can bring in people that it's like, well, okay, now we're just going to completely build these people. Nobody, do, do you know who they are? No. You may. You, you have a little bit more as far as the indies, you know, and, stuff. indies and stuff goes than we do. But that, that to me made it a fresh type of segment. We don't know who they are. You can easily build on it. And it's like, why do we have to know who the person is? And why do we have to constantly get a video of like so-and-so is coming or hyping somebody up? Why can't they just show up and do something? First off, I really enjoy those videos. Second, the problem is they can do that. That is a fresh way to debut a tag team. But why are they attacking Cody Rhodes? He's not even in a fucking tag team. Because that makes it go, well, what do these people have against him? Or who brought them in here and why did they go after Cody? It doesn't make any sense for me, though. That's fine. What the hell do they have against Cody Rhodes? You, you just beat Matt Nicks. You hated it. I enjoyed it. Okay? There's two types of people. Those who enjoyed it and those who are wrong. So, it's okay. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Oh, God. We're always going to be like, it's <laughs> a rant. <laughs> uh, it's just, why the fuck are they attacking Cody Rhodes? What was the point of attacking Cody? And maybe maybe they will give me some sort of great explanation for this. But if it's a fucking tag team, shouldn't they be attacking tag teams in a stacked tag team division at the end of the day it's two guys so they're probably going to be wanting to go for the tag belts right what the fuck does cody have that they want 
Uh, Greg's feelings on the situation mirror mine exactly, so it is a rave for me. This is bullshit. <laughs> I completely agree. We don't always have to know who they are. We don't always have to do the build. Um, if you're going to create your own stars, then they got to start somewhere, and I think that this was fine. It doesn't always have to be like, oh shit, there's that person that we liked from WWE type thing. Um, it could just be somebody that we don't know, and we don't know, and we know who the bunny is. Yeah. So that that adds a different aspect to it too. Like, what is her intention behind it? So the only thing that I can think of was didn't Brandy correct attack yep. out exactly? So that's the only thing I could think of that comes down to this. So maybe we get something along those lines, and if so, then I take back my statement. If it all comes together, it makes sense. I just don't think it's ever going to really make sense, and that was my issue. That's fair. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of a difficult position for us to be in when we do the when we do this type of stuff because a lot of the stuff you do sometimes have to say wait and see, and sometimes you kind of have to make your own educated guess. And so I, I agree with you there. This is difficult to judge because we don't know exactly where it's going to go next week they could give like the stupidest reason and i regret saying that it was a rave well we'll go back and change it and here's the thing so originally this was coming up on like my rant for the reasons you said and then i sat back and i thought about it and i was like i don't need all that extra stuff for this to be okay and i was fine with it but my my last one's going to go to raw um flair versus oscar again I'm tired of watching it, and that's simply it. Is it because she used the green miss? It, that, it doesn't help, but <laughs> I'm just tired of watching it. That's fair. Yeah. All right, let's see if we can get this positive in the last round. Let's see. What's the last one that I want to go with? I'm going to go with Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa. I think that was my favorite match of the week. I won't argue with you there at all. I mean, Kira Dizal puts on another fantastic match. First, Buddy Murphy, now Leah Rush. And same with Leah Rush, right? Mm-hmm. We've been getting some some amazing matches out of him as well. And this, this did not disappoint. My final rave, and I'm kind of doing like Roy, just making sure I didn't miss anything I really wanted to talk about. I'm going to give it to Raw, and it's going to go to AJ Styles saying, I thought Ricochet was a superhero. Where's your cape? I have that specific line written down I, for AJ <laughs> as, as a rave this week. A lot of what he said, actually. Was yeah, that was definitely week. the standalone quote, but AJ AJ on the mic is a heel. I I don't want to see AJ Styles as a face ever again. Me either. He is so entertaining. He said, I thought you were a superhero. You didn't make it down here in time for the save. <laughs> All right, my last one for my rave this week is going to the only reason that we know WWE stands for, and it is walk with Elias. I am glad that he's back. You can bite your lip all you want, Blake. I'm glad to see Elias back. Yeah, there's no debating you on that. The segment could have been better. Dana Brooke just dancing and snapping was a little embarrassing. But I know that's not what the hell you're talking about. No. You've got the Elias shirt on. We've both enjoyed Elias for a long time. I'm not going to debate. I you. thought the segment itself was actually pretty hilarious. I thought the Did song you? was good. I, I, the loved, song was yeah. good. I loved him singing. I loved Dana Brooke bopping along. 
See, I didn't enjoy Dana Brooke popping along. I felt like it made sense with Maverick and how he came in. It I thought fun, that was yeah. good. Then it just got a little weird at the end where she's just like dancing around the seven. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> All right, you guys. Let's go over some of our honorable mentions while I tally up the score. Who wants to get started on that? Go ahead, Blake. So couple of mentions and I'm going to limit it because I feel like last week I did so many Roy didn't have shit to talk we about. We both did, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to do like one for each side that I really wanted to talk about and didn't get to. On I'll start on the rant side, the Cameron Grimes vignette. I didn't enjoy that at all. We've gotten some really good, really good vignettes out of AEW and even WWE from time to time. And then I got that one and I was just like... Ugh. This doesn't make me care about him at all. He's like, is it because I'm not a baby or a bro? I'm like, this is this fucking stupid. Just felt cringe to me. And then on the rant or on the rave side, I'm sorry. Really, we talked about a lot of the things I truly loved, and Roy got to talk about them before me a lot of the times. But something I really enjoyed this week that we didn't get to was Orton selling the chops from Drew McIntyre in that Fatal Four Way in that match itself. Unfortunately, the Rey Mysterio win I did feel was predictable, but the match was pretty good. And what I really enjoyed on the match was, in particular, Orton and Drew McIntyre. Because those chops were fucking serious, man. And Orton, you could tell, he's just like, ooh. That was know, definitely one of my favorite parts of the entire it, week. It was great, right? Randy Orton it? has these moments, man. Where you're like, that's what it was. It really, when, when they steal the character, you get something out of Orton that you see like, you in the middle of a match saw, and you remember. What you get out of Orton, and that was definitely something that I felt added so much value to that match. And I think it was, I think it was genuine too. I do too. I think he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." He chopped him, and Orton's like, "That ain't shit." And he waited the two seconds, like, "Oh, he kind of collapsed a little bit." He's like, like, "You know what? That actually hurt pretty bad." And yeah, he's like, "I'm not doing this shit anymore." Just jabs him in the eye. Uh, So one of mine doesn't go on a rant and rave. It kind of goes to what Roy was saying last week with the whole Lana segment. When she was interviewed backstage, I finally got what you were saying out of it, where I feel like this is a put-on. Uh, and the reason behind that is, is they asked how Bobby Lashley was, and she ended it with, so I'm doing fine. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get where <laughs> I'm we're telling you, man. I don't know that the whole time it's been that way, but it's definitely, if, if it wasn't that way, it's definitely the direction they're trying to turn it into, and I see it now. Um... She said, I'm doing fine. She was like, I'm doing fine. <laughs> like, she was like, she gave an update on herself. Bobby. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, with as far as a rave goes, uh, dude, the Pele kick from Balor again on Cole. Like, I know Roy's upset because it was on Cole, but that Pele kick, man. Can I, before you get started, Roy, I wanted to ask you too. I'm glad he said that. What are your thoughts on Finn Balor right now getting the wins? Instead of losing to Riddle and Chopper, do you feel like it's the right call because you're building Balor to be someone important, or do you think it's a bad call because you're kind of weakening some of the talent that you've been building for the past few years? I'd say for me it's the right call because I don't want to deal with however many months or years we have Finn and NXT and me not taking him serious. I think you get more value out of him if he can get some wins because he wasn't getting that on the main roster. And so for him to come in, and especially if he lost his first match, there's nothing you're going to do after that that's going to get me interested. You can't go over to an Adam Cole, Finn Balor stare down after Finn just lost his first match back on NXT. So it, to me, he has no value without those wins. 
I see the other side of it, and I agree with that too. But I don't think he has any value if he doesn't get the wins. The way that I see it is, and it's kind of what I said when I was when I had actually ranted about it in the beginning. Um, I'm glad that he's doing it in a heel style. Uh, to me, I think it makes the wins more legitimate, and it's what it needs. Like Roy said, uh, to me, it's. I think if he loses, and like you said to these guys that they're building up, you got to remember, Finn. To me, it's almost like Finn decided to come back here because he knew that he could handle this locker room. He was taken up to the main roster for a reason. So to bring him down here and have him lose to these guys that you're building up right away, like Roy said, just takes away from it to me. Yeah. What was your thoughts? I'm not – that's why I asked. I'm not really on either side. I'm having a difficult time because two of the people he's beaten are two of my favorites, and that doesn't help. Obviously, everyone knows how much I enjoy Riddle and Champa, but I get it too. So I'm kind of watching, and I'm like, I can feel the disappointment because I want to see Riddle – and Champa progress, but I also understand it too. So I, I can't say I'm enjoying it. I can't say that I'm upset either. I'm just I'm trying to figure out my way here and how I really feel about it. And that's why I was curious what you two thought about it. Yeah, I will say I'm not having too much fun with Finn and NXT overall. <clears throat> I it was I had a lot of fun when he first came in, and I don't know what happened. I guess he just, he was overshadowed by a lot of things. Maybe I don't know. I'm just I'm not really all that into it. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling a little bit. I, I want to be behind it. I just don't... I need to see it play out a little a little further before I can make my final call on how I feel about him right now. Right. All right, so a few of the honorable mentions for me. I want to talk about the Avalanche Falcon Arrow. I think that was the most beautiful move this week and maybe one of the fa- my favorite moves that I've ever seen. Uh, I love the regular Falcon Arrow. So the the Avalanche version was very satisfying to see. Um, Lacey Evans interrupting Bailey and Sasha. Had a lot of fun with that. It was a really good refresh. And even had the fans chanting for Lacey. Uh, Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho was a very good match. I'm surprised that didn't make it anywhere on there. Um, I enjoyed the NXT celebration. The way that it opened up. I thought that really felt like a celebration. That was really well done. See, even the ref, even yeah. one of the refs, everybody was super was, into it. Was there. That and was then I, cool. I really loved because I didn't even think about it when Adam Cole came out. And he's like, "What the fuck are you celebrating for?" And I'm like, "That's right, y'all are the losers in the ring celebrating right now. This don't make no sense." Um, and of course, he had the Adam Cole band with him. Orange <laughs> Cassidy as a turkey. <laughs> Phenomenal. Muhammad Ali continues to have one of the best entrances. Muhammad? Muhammad oh, Muhammad Ali. Ali. <laughs> Mustafa Ali. <laughs> you were like, wow. fly, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. It's Mate, Muhammad is that, Ali. Is that why they only call him Ali? No. I I don't know why they got rid of the Mustafa, David. They brought it back. They brought it back. I know. Yeah, right? I, was, I don't know why. It's back again. Yeah. Mustafa Ali continues to have one of the best entrances <laughs> across all the brands for me. No doubt. And I am very happy to see Sheamus back. Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I was kind of, not to say I want to see him thrown back in the tag team mix because the tag teams have been really stale for WWE in general. But when they did announce the open challenge and then I see Cesaro out with Sammy, I was waiting for him to attack Shinsuke and it'd be like a setup. I really did think that. But when you think about what he said and who he called out, yeah, I think this is a singles run. Uh, yeah, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We, we enjoyed the bar. We are the bar. 
We yeah, all I think I'd the prefer bar, the singles But I prefer the singles run. Just in that moment, I was like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is what we're getting. I think in the long run, we got the best case scenario, though. All right. Uh, where are we at on time, Blake? We are at a hour and ten minutes. All right, cool. So we can go over some housekeeping real quick. You guys, you guys kept up with the uh, Corey Graves and Morrow thing. Yeah, a little bit, and I'm I'm really disappointed in Corey in this whole thing. If if it was supposed to be the brand supremacy thing, it makes a little bit more sense. But the way he did it was just wrong, and especially at Morrow, we all know some of the mental demons that Morrow's has dealt with and is still dealing with, and it's just unfortunate to see because Morrow is. By far my favorite announcer, and Corey Graves would probably be my second favorite. And to see the situation between the two, and the fact that Morrow didn't even do NXT this week. So what what exactly happened? So I I te- I didn't read much into it because I try to stay away from spoilers a lot. So Corey Graves' initial tweet was just for the record, guys. I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. Uh, so insinuating that. Morrow kind of takes over, yeah, uh, with all of his with his commentary, and nobody can really get much else in. So for me, I didn't really think that what he did was wrong, and I didn't feel disappointed, or I didn't really share some of your feelings, Blake. I think that what he did was pretty in line with everything that everybody else does. Um, I have no idea if what he says is genuine; that it was just about the brand warfare. We'll never know the answer to that yeah. if that was backpedaling or the truth. It seems to me like it's the truth. So is this the is this the, actually the reason Mara was off TV? Because yes. from what I was understanding, he actually because he if you actually do listen to him during War Games, they were saying that he completely like screwed his vocal cords. Yeah, that was the that was the kayfabe reason. Okay, I, I was just making sure because I didn't hear any of this until actually like later this week, and I'm like, okay, I don't know exactly what's going on. I didn't really look into this one. Um, and then eventually. Corey Graves did, he put out an apology. He said, on a personal note, I needed to address something. This past Saturday, during the TakeOver War Games event, I sent out a tweet. It was an unpopular opinion, as I often do with the intention of just stirring up a little controversy. Maybe have something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. It was maybe not the most professional way to go about things, and it was never meant to offend or disrespect or disparage anybody. That was never my intention. If it was taken as such, I apologize deeply. That was not my intention. I would never intentionally cause anybody undue stress, especially a co-worker. So I apologize. I don't personally believe that his intention was... I don't think that what he was tweeting out were necessarily true feelings. I don't think that he really hates Morrow or anything like that. I will say that I am almost surprised that it hit Morrow the way that it did. And I'm noticing... Because obviously we know that we had the stuff with JBL and stuff. And I don't say this in an attacking way. But I'm realizing now how fragile Morrow is. And I really hope that he's able to, you know, get the help that he needs. And he's not wrong. I don't think he's wrong for feeling what he feels. You can't change that. Yeah, you can't I, tell somebody how to feel. Especially with the some of the things that he's dealing with, with his mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just a bad situation. And... You know, I'm glad that he's he's was able to get the time off and try and take care of himself. But I also don't think that Corey Graves meant anything malicious. 
I believe that, you know, Survivor Series, they were going to be working together, and I believe that he really was just playing into the brand warfare thing. Yeah, and and we'll never know. You know, it's, it's going to come down to just our opinion on it. I, I could have done without it, personally. I think knowing... Because he knows about Morrow. He knows about the mental health issues and the things that Morrow... I mean, Morrow is an advocate for that. He constantly is talking about the things he's dealing with and to help other people. It was just the wrong shot at the wrong guy. You know, if if this was something he took a shot at, somebody on Raw, it would have made a little bit more sense. Someone who's not dealing with... Like, if he'd have done this towards King, and we're talking brand supremacy, then we're not having this conversation. Or maybe even just a one-on-one heads-up tomorrow. That... That would have been a lot better because you're you're putting it on Twitter in front of I mean how many followers Corey Graves had probably yeah. you know close to the millions right so but then I would also argue with the the business that they're in with this being so commonplace is there a responsibility on Morrow to reach out and be like hey man was this authentic or is this part of you know I don't I don't know that Morrow has that in him maybe and that's that's fair but mm-hmm. I don't know that that's everybody else's problem yeah that's fair too. Um, and then one other thing that I want to talk about real quick and what's your opinion on. Over on a, a wonderful little show called NWA Power, uh, Jim Cornette had this to say. So he's talking up about another wrestler and he's trying to emphasize how tough this wrestler is. So he said, he's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. He was fired from his position. Do you agree or disagree with that? <sighs> that's a touchy subject. That's... You said he was fired for this? Yeah. Yeah, you, you fired for that. Yeah, you, that's you extremely that, questionable. One of the biggest third world countries that has one of the biggest starvation problems. Then you, you're going to take a shot at that by saying this guy can make it through Ethiopia with food on his back? Like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. That's a bit, that's a bit much for me. All right, guys. Uh... <laughs> In last place this week, we have Monday Night Raw. In third place, we have AEW. Wow. We're going to have a new champion. It's a tie, isn't it? It's a tie. You're pausing. Yeah. (laughs) So, we're going to have to vote. What was the best show for you this week? Was it NXT or was it SmackDown? Um, First in rotation, I'll make my decision first. I'm going to go with I'm going to go the next day. I'm going to go NXT as well. NXT winning. I was going with SmackDown, honestly. Your winner and the new Capital R champion, NXT!